Hello and welcome to Dating Jesus with me, Peace Biangonzi. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And I'm so excited about this episode because I'm going to be sharing with you, yeah, how my relationship with God really, really practically looks like. And um, I've been on a roller coaster ride, yeah, for a while with Jesus. And there are things that are happening in that ride. There are so many twists and turns, those unexpected twists and turns that shake me up a little bit but um yeah eventually the ride is actually really fun (laughs) so that's how i like to describe my relationship with jesus it's such a roller coaster ride because it goes up and down twist and turn and sometimes it emotionally up and down physically up and down like anything can happen and as much as sometimes it really gets to me but when I stay in the process with him oh I love it I really really do I love it and he reveals some amazing things and you know when when the roller coaster just breaks and like and then you collect yourself (laughs) your hair you start putting it together you start you know just reflecting on how the journey was that's how I I get to that point I'm like wow that was actually not so bad let's do it again (laughs) yeah so that's what I'm gonna talk to you about today my personal intimate relationship with Jesus and uh, the ride that we've been on so sit back relax and enjoy Well, hello everyone and welcome to Dating Jesus with me, Peace Biengonzi. Wow, yeah, each time I say that, I, I'm like, what? <laughs> I swear, each time I say like the intro to my podcast, I'm amazed by the fact that I'm doing this. It hasn't like sunk in yet, I guess, so... Forgive me for having moments like that, but I'm really, really grateful to be able to do this. It's such a privilege, it's such an honor. And I'm really excited about today's podcast. Oh, today's episode um, is very, very real for me. Ooh, it's so real. Man, I don't even think I need to read scripture today because, hey... <clears throat> You are going to read the book of peace aujourd'hui, oui, oui. Yeah, that's a little French. If you don't know what aujourd'hui is, um, today, it means today. Oui, oui means yes. But yeah, today we are looking in the book of peace. If there was going to be a Bible story about peace, today we're going to have a look at... <laughs> Pieces story. Um, and I always describe my relationship with Jesus as a roller coaster ride. Oh, it, you know, a roller coaster ride can be very exciting, but also 
confusing your emotion like you don't know what you're experiencing it's all happening at the same time well that's what i experienced when i when i i, I read a roller coaster most of the time when i see people on it they just look like they're having the time of their life they're screaming their hair is everywhere and it just looks like it's something anyone can do it looks fun it looks great and then I do it and I'm like my I can't walk I remember this one time I went to the apparently it was like the highest roller coaster in the world it was in Canada and I remember getting off and I literally could not walk <laughs> And the rest of the day, I was like, I am not getting on anything. I'm done. Yeah, roller coasters, they have their moments. Their moments, they're fun. Even when you're in the ride, well, for me, when I'm in the ride, there are moments where I'm like so scared. There are moments I'm like letting go and having fun. And then the next thing I'm like, what are we doing with our lives? And the ride can be like 10 seconds maybe a minute or two minutes but it feels like eternity because <laughs> you experience all sorts of emotions and ugh, everything at the same time yeah that is how my relationship with jesus is literally i can never describe it in 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 a constant way because it's always up and down up and down we are rolling and then we are up and then we are down and then we are sideways and we yeah but it's fun <laughs> it's fun uh most of the time i'm laughing and crying at the same time and it's like i am so confused as to what i'm doing anymore it's just like oh, what is going on is it i don't understand this world anymore but yeah relationship with jesus is is quite exciting but it's not always easy and the last couple of weeks have been hectic hectic i feel like me and jesus have gone on like a retreat like like we are we are checking if the foundations are good like are we good and um i feel like the last couple of weeks i've been digging deeper into what am i really doing and why am i doing this and god has just been revealing truth in my way of life how some of the things that i've been doing have really been not according to his will not according to his purpose and and my heart was in the right way like i thought i was doing the right things i thought that that will honor him because they're the right things but i was just doing because i felt like i had to now that is my religious habits that have just been coming up and this started when i read this book i've been reading this book um the shack <laughs> the shack yo the shack has just been heavy heavy 
The shack just completely destroyed everything that I thought I knew about my relationship with Jesus. I thought we were good. I thought, I thought, you know, I'm doing well. Like I thought we are bonding and we are growing. And yes, we are bonding, we're growing. But I didn't think that I had any um, religiousness in me. I really thought that, you know, I was living in a very intimate relationship with Jesus, which had no religion in it. Now, if you if you have not listened to the first episode that I did, which was called Religion versus Relationship, and I said, I don't believe in religion, I believe in relationship. And that has always been the goal of this podcast, to always share relationship and not focus on um, religion. So I always strive to practice what I preach. But I didn't realize that there were some things in my life that were so religious that they camouflaged, they looked like they were relationship, but they were actually very, very religious. And um, (laughs) this book has really exposed lies, 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 lies. I was telling myself and it started off I was supposed to well I thought I was supposed to go on a trip (laughs) me and my friend uh planned like a little weekend getaway we both just needed to take time to just you know just take a break from the city and just breathe and relax and rejuvenate and uh, we planned it Long story short, it did not happen. <laughs> we planned it to the T. Like I sent her like details of what we're going to do from the moment we leave to the moment we come back and like telling her what to pack and everything because it was my turn to organize. So that's why I was doing the most. And then when it didn't happen, I was just like so deflated. And then I just decided to read this book. I couldn't put the book down. I could not put the book down. It was hard to to also see myself in this book. (laughs) You know when you read a book and you feel like someone is just really exposing you? Yeah, this book really exposed me. But in the best, best way because there's a lot I'm learning. One of the lessons that I've learned is my quiet time. Or some can call it personal devotion. Basically, it's what most Christians do. They will like have a specific time where they go and study the Bible. But it is usually done one-on-one, like you and God, no one else. So some people call it quiet time. Some people call it... um, uh, What did I say earlier? Uh, personal devotion, yes, um, whatever you want to call it. So I had a schedule, like I used to do my personal time, my quiet time at 5 to 7 a.m. Um, yes, even in winter, I was doing my personal devotion at 5 a.m. I had my alarm set, um, I would go to bed at 10 like I just put a schedule for myself that that I felt like was convenient for me. Um, yeah, so 
I sleep at 10, wake up at 5, do my personal devotion. When it's cold, I don't get out of bed. I just stay there. I do my personal devotion in bed, in my blankets. And by 7 o'clock, I'm done. I need those two hours with Jesus. Like, I've realized that some some people, it can be 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. I, I need the two hours. And for me, my morning is lit when I started with God. And when I'm just in the presence of God, I could just sing. I could read scripture. I could journal i just talk to god it, it, it looks different uh, depending on what i feel i need that morning but then i started showing up because i had to because i was used to now in the beginning it was just so much fun like i was getting excited to wake up at 5 a.m and i know that's crazy yeah, I, I would get excited that I'm going to be waking up at 5 a.m. And like, you know, spending time with God. I, I really looked forward to it. Eventually, the cold I got, <laughs> I just wanted to just get it out of the way. I was just showing up to be present, you know, just like in school. Like, yeah, I'm present. Tick. And then I wasn't very, very, very involved I just wanted to just show up and be there. And I would really strive, like really, really strive to show up. And I did this for a couple of days where I would wake up and I just forced myself to sit there. Even if I listen to a song, I'm not really like into the song. I'm not really worshiping. Even if I read a scripture, I just read. Like I wasn't present and I just kept showing up. And then one day God is like, Auntie, why are, you, why are you doing this to yourself? Are you doing this for me? Or did I ask you to wake up at 5 a.m.? And then I started thinking to myself, what? Because in the shack, um, they talked about devotion, how devotion is not really like set. Like, you don't have to have devotion at like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or whatever. It's just devotion depends on you. You know, it's God wants a relationship. So he's not going to force you to show up at this particular time and do this and do this and do this like a boss, like, you know. And And when I was reading this book, I was very convicted of it, like, peace. Why are you doing this? Who are you doing this for? Because I thought, in my mind, I thought, I need to do this for me to have a relationship with God. But the reality is, it was not relationship. It was just religion. It was just something that I set up, a schedule I set up, and then I just felt like I had to. And if I didn't, then I would be missing out on something. You know, because I know the few times that I've had devotion has been so good. You know, like when you read the Bible and the Bible just, ugh, you can't stop eating it. It's just so yummy. And I craved that, but I just wasn't present to get it. So as much as I wanted it, I just showed up because I felt like I had to. 
and the more I just showed up hoping that you know this there'll be like this something ignited in me where I want to actually read the Bible where I actually want to be in that space I, I just didn't get there and instead of just you know you know talking to God about it I just stayed there just waiting for it to happen and then I'd get bored <laughs> and then I'll just say a quick prayer and then I leave and it was just like weird and then yeah that's where God really convicted me like you're not you don't have to do this for me like I'm not forcing you to show up I want to spend time with you all day not just 5 to 7 a.m. I want to spend time with you all day. Why are you just putting me in this time slot? And then you don't think that I can be with you throughout the day? And I was like, oh, my goodness. That is so right. I, I had just scheduled God into my, you know, my week, like, Okay, we're spending time from 5 to 7. And throughout the day, yeah, we can check in on one another, but I'll be busy <laughs> doing some stuff. But God got really convicted me about that. Like, no, I want to spend time with you all the time. All the time. And then I, I realized that my personal devotion had become too religious. So I needed to switch things up and now I wake up and I'm just talking to God like, hey God, what are we going to do today? So I, I wake up excited to talk to God and I continuously talk to him throughout the day. But I really needed that shift. And I, I, I believe that this happens in different seasons. There are seasons when I need to to set time, I need that discipline to, to, to actually have a specific time for quiet time. But when it becomes too religious, where I'm not doing it out, out of a heart that actually loves to show up for God, where I'm just doing it because I feel like I'm obligated to, that's when the shift has to take place. So the season that I'm in right now, I need more of God um, throughout the day in a very intimate, you know, time together. Not, I still need to, to, to sit down and read my Bible, but in this season, it's not so much as I need a schedule, you know. Um, so... Yeah, God God really convicted me. As much as reading the Bible, praying and you know, meeting him at a particular time is a good thing. It's just that for the season I'm in right now, that was becoming very, very religious and uh, I was missing out on like personal intimate time with him, personal relationship with him. Yeah, it was like how to explain like Let's say you go for a coffee with a friend, right? You you appoint, you say, okay, we're going to go to Mug and Bean or any coffee shop. We're going to do coffee. We're going to hang out and chill and, you know, catch up and bond. And then you both show up 
and then your friend is present and you are on your phone you are just like not present you are on your phone you're distracted you're looking at videos you're laughing you you are just not there and that's what i kept doing with god i made the appointment i would show up but instead of being present with him i'm just distracted by all the things that i have to do you know i'm just thinking of too many things instead of actually talking to him about these things that i'm thinking about or processing i just felt like ah i'm i just don't want to talk about it today <laughs> i just don't want to talk about it i just want to be here and it never complain every single time we show up i'm like that chick on the phone he's just there waiting for me to get off my phone and then by the time i get up i'm like hey got to go and then i go so i did that for a couple of days until god is like but why did you show up why did you come for a coffee if you're not willing to actually be with me and i was like okay that's not cool i'm sorry so yeah that has been a nice nice shift to our relationship uh the other thing that has also drastically changed um is my fasting schedule so yeah i'm such a planner like i started doing this thing where i fast once a week one day once a week i think i started it last year i don't remember what time i started it but when i did i really needed that like um there were a lot of things that were going on in the bible um there's a time where jesus's disciples tried to pray for someone who was demon possessed and they couldn't take out the demon and jesus told them this demon can only come out by fasting and praying you know if you don't believe demons are real <laughs> if you believe angels are real trust me believe the opposite is real so there were just some things that were happening that i really felt like i need god to come in and just like destroy demolish all the evil that's happening and I, i i can't describe what evil it was but i just i i felt in my spirit like i need to be on god so that's when i started doing these um once a week fast and i i don't know when I, sometime last year i started and the plan was to do it for for maybe a year um but sometime in december eh december you know december has a lot of ayobanes <laughs> a lot of things just keep coming up all oh, family this friends this you got you can't always say hey i can't come out because i'm fasting you know like your aunt advise you for this thing oh i can't because i'm fasting i just put fasting on the side and then i stopped for december and new years and then once i got back from the ayobanes <laughs> i d- decided okay now I need to go back to my schedule you see me and my scheduling jesus i'm putting you on this particular day we are going to pray and fast on this particular day now like i said it started out because i 
really needed that and I needed to to be in the presence of of God intentionally and I was actually struggling with prayer at that point that's why I fasted uh, and I fasted uh, independent uh, fasted differently sometimes I would fast food sometimes I would fast social media uh, YouTube there was a time I had to fast YouTube because YouTube was really distracting me so anything that was kind of taking away my attention from God um, whether it's my phone, whether it's TV, there's a time I fasted TV, there's a time I fasted sweet things. Um, yeah, I just decided I, I want to eat healthy because I just felt like I was, I was getting controlled by my desire for sweet junk food. So I needed to fast that. So I've been fasting different things. Uh, there are times when I just eat fruits. There are times when I um i fast complaining <laughs> fasting for me is really different it it depends on what season i'm in so this couple of weeks um i remember i forgot to fast because now that i wasn't doing my personal devotion in the morning like i'm used to I forgot about it because I usually write it down. Okay, today's fast day. I plan out how I'm going to fast, what I'm going to fast and everything. And then the day passed and I was like, wait, I usually fast on Tuesdays, Wednesday. Oh my gosh, I need to fast on Wednesday. And then God is like, you need to fast on Wednesday. What are you fasting for? I couldn't even think of the one thing I was fasting for. I started to feel like I was doing fasting because I felt like I had to, you know, it's like you have to, you sign a contract to go to work, so you have to go to work, but you know you're not going to do anything at work because everybody is not there, everybody's on lockdown. So what are you going to do at work? You know, ugh. so why are you doing the most for me? What, why are you doing it for? And I honestly couldn't come up with a reason to why I'm fasting. And I noticed like the week before or two weeks before, I also had the same struggle. So I decided to fast for a friend. Um, I've been fasting for my friends even before that because I just got tired of praying for myself. Yeah, there are times when I'm like, okay, God, I'm tired of, it's like I'm singing the same song over and over again to you. So, you know, I'm going to trust that you're doing something. I may not see it. But I'm I'm not I'm I'm gonna chill from saying the same thing to you over and over again. So started praying for my friends and then eventually I just ran out of things to fast about. <laughs> and then I'm like still wanting to fast. Then God is like, why? Why? <laughs> Yo and then I was like, okay, peace. We are now just getting into religious habit of fasting. This is not helpful. It's really not helpful because you're, you're just doing it because you feel like you have to. And that's religion. You're not doing it out of a heart that is in love with God, wants to pursue God, wants to be in intimate relationship with God. No, you're doing it because you think he will be pleased with it or you think you will earn some points with it or you think you just have to do it. 
But God doesn't want you to just do things because you have to do it for him. He already loves you, peace. He already approves you the way you are. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to earn, you know, um, his favor in any way. You're already blessed. You're already loved. You're already approved. You're already significant. So fasting is not going to get you into a better relationship with God if you're not doing it out of a heart that is actually yearning for that. And I was like, okay, we are not fasting. (laughs) So I stopped fasting. And that was so weird for me because I love my schedule. So my schedule completely changed. But it was so freeing as well because now I was openly just pursuing that intimate relationship with God. I was continuously praying throughout the day. I wasn't just fasting. I was continuously praying throughout the day. If there was something that comes up, I remember a few days ago, I literally just decided in the middle of the day, like, okay, God, I think today is the day I need to fast. And I just started fasting. I really, really needed to to stay in prayer that day. And I really enjoyed that fast because it was amazing. And even the following week after I got that conviction, I felt like I I needed to go on a fast to pray for my friends. Um, And I did that. So, yeah, God has really been turning things upside down. Like all the schedules that I've been putting, mm -hmm, he's been checking me like, we are just checking everything, like <laughs> all the all the all the things that I have set up that will make me feel comfortable about my relationship. They're actually religious because they make me feel comfortable in the sense that uh, if I do this, then I'm good with God. If I do this, then I'm good with God, and that's what religion says. Religion says follow these commandments, and then if you do them, then you're right with God. But then we can never get everything done. We are sinful people. We are imperfect people. So if you give yourself a to-do list to do it perfectly so that you can be worthy to God, you are always going to fall short of the glory of God. I fall short of the glory of God all the time. Especially when I put him in this schedule, this fixed way of life. And I fall short because I'm imperfect. So God God has really shown me like peace. You can't control this relationship like this. You cannot control it and schedule it and um and and hope that we are going to connect. No, we connect personally, we connect intimately, we connect through speaking, through hearing, through communicating, through spending time, quality time together, not just showing up and being busy on your phone or being distracted by whatever, but really being present. And the other thing that <laughs> that showed up, yeah, this has been a time of just like, uprooting like weeds you know when you're clearing the soil and you're getting ready to plant some nice seeds like god has just been uprooting 
weeds and taking out the rocks that are just trying to affect my spiritual growth my you know just preparing the soil so it's not been fun like if i there are certain weeds that have been hard to pull out um and one of the toughest weeds that we came across is control <laughs> control you can tell that i love control from my scheduling my planning but it's deeper than that i really like to be in control of my life like to be in in control of you know how i'm making decisions how where i'm going you know um how i'm doing my podcast all, all these things i like to be in control of it and um we were doing this devotion with um the worship team and i only re- i only joined like the the last two weeks of the devotion and um there was a question that was posed <laughs> And uh, the question was, what what would cost you an intimate relationship with God? Like, what would you feel like would cost for you to really have an intimate relationship with God? And it looks different for everybody. Some some said comfort, because um, I mean, comfort. God can make you do crazy things that are out of your comfort zone you know but for me it was control control uh, is what i have to give up to me to to be in in intimate relationship with god because i love putting him in a schedule and i love telling him what to do <laughs> i know <laughs> i love telling him what to do where to show up and what to do for me cuz i feel like my prayers are more of god this is the plan this is what I want. So come in and do do your magic, do your thing, and then let me know when it's done, and then I'll tell you what to do next. That's control. That's that that. How can you do life with somebody who is literally controlling you? As a person, it's not it's not fair, right? Now imagine with God, He's God. I mean, He's Almighty powerful creator holy perfect god and i'm telling him what to do <laughs> oh, this is where i laugh and cry at the same time because this is like peace how do you even think that that is a thing that is possible that's conviction right there when you know you are fully loved and you know you're wrong <laughs> yeah that's conviction. And God really showed me how control, my control, has been hindering our personal relationship where I, I couldn't let go of it because letting go of control means that I'm not in charge of me. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to even live the next day. I, I, letting go of control is so scary for me, you know, because I have to just trust now. I have to live by faith and I have to just trust. That's it. <laughs> Trusting is easier said than done. You know, trusting is, uh, there's this visual that they always do where you close your eyes and you just fall backwards and 
you trust that someone is going to hold you. Um, imagine that. Imagine you're standing and you're looking at the front of you and you cannot see anyone, anyone, but you are told you must just let go and fall back. Oh, that is where I'm just like, no, wait, let's check who's there. Who's at the back there? What are, what are they holding? You know, like, how are they going to make sure I don't, like, break my neck or my back or my leg? How, like, that is where my control comes in. Like, I just want to make sure that everything is in place before I fall. <laughs> but God doesn't want that. He doesn't want me to control him. He wants me to trust him. He wants me to freely fall and trust that he's a good father. Trust that he's my friend. Trust that he has great plans for me, that he wouldn't hurt me in any way. Trust him and freely fall into his arms. And that sounds beautiful, but it's not always easy to do for me personally. So when God revealed that to me, I was like, God, repent, I repent, I repent, I repent. But the repentance is easy to do. Like, yes, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not trusting you that much. I'm sorry that I'm a control freak. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But this is still a struggle for me. So all I had to do is just ask Lord, like, teach me, teach me, teach me how to really let go, how to let let go of that control so that we may be able to bond even better. Because the more I let go and trust, the more I, I, I allow him to, to just come in and do amazing things in my life because if I let go of control of my finances, if I let go of control of, um, you know, any any kind of provision that I need, then I'm giving him an an opportunity to actually hold me, protect me, provide for me. But then if I don't let go, then I have to provide for myself. Then I have to you know, be sufficient, self-sufficient. So, yeah, letting go of control is is hard. But it, when whenever I do it, whenever I let go, God really comes through in a very, 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 very major way. And God has been so faithful, guys. God has been so faithful with all these lockdowns, with all like all the craziness that is happening in the world, God has been so faithful at providing um, in everything that I need, whether it's even just peace of mind, because that is something I cannot I cannot work at to have peace, to have joy, to have calmness, to have hope. Those those are things that you cannot put a price on. You know, there are things like material things that I can say. I had food, you know, I had electricity and water. And those are things I can touch and feel. But letting go of control has just brought so much peace, so much joy, so much love, not only for 
for God or for myself, but also to love other people. My expectations on other people are just like, you know, I, I don't even have expectations anymore. I just love. Before, I, 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 my control freakness, I don't know, just wanted things to be a certain way, a certain how. And that leads to a lot of disappointment because when, when you expect that someone will do this, this way, this how, this thing, and they don't do it, you get disappointed. And disappointment is part of life. But what I'm learning is that because I keep controlling everything around me, and I'm not in control. The reality is I'm not in control of this world. This world is just going to happen regardless of whatever I choose to do or not to do. And I can never control other people because they're also in this world. They're also imperfect. So if they, if I feel like they should do one, two, three, four for me, who am I to, to put them in that pedestal? Like you must, you should. And you, you know what I mean? Like, so God is like, no, trust them. If they can, they will. If they cannot, they cannot. That's it. <laughs> so my expectations are not out of, you know, if you don't do this, you are betraying me. And da, 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 da. Like, we are not friends anymore. We're... But it's just like, I trust you that you would be able to do it if you can. And then if you cannot, we'll take it from there. And that has been really hard because... Yeah, we are letting go of the, the schedule. We are letting go of all these specific plans that we put as um, like a measure of success, a measure of, oh, this is how uh, I can say, yeah, my, my day went great because I did all these things that I plan to do. Because what if God wants me to do one thing out of all those five things you know what if what what whatever i've planned and planning is very important i really believe planning is such an important part of life because planning kind of gives you a map if you're trying to go somewhere you 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 need to have some kind of idea of okay what what do I need to, to pack or how am I going to get there? So planning for me is like a map, a map. And most of the time when you, when you, uh, when you have a map, you, you are going somewhere you have never been. Um, as much as you know like the destination that you want to get to, but you don't know the specifics of when you get to a certain turn, where you're going to turn. Because when you get there, the map says something, the reality says something else, you know. So planning for me is like a map. And when, when I am in the process of now executing the plan, if I do it by my own strength, by my own understanding, by my own desires i'm going to force things out of nowhere i'm going to get devastated i'm going to be disappointed because i'm just forcing 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 everything forcing people forcing situations and and out of that i i just do it out of just a heart that is just i could be mean i could be just ugh, frustrated anyway but then if i plan something and i submit that plan to god and i say okay god this is what i'm thinking this is what i'm planning this is what i think would be best for us to do today but i need you to direct me 
I need you to show me or, or when I get to a turn which you know if I go to a t-junction I don't the map does not say which way to go the map that I created <laughs> I have the map when I get to that t-junction please whisper into my ear which way to go right or left and that's that's how I use my plan with God so it's not like oh I just wake up in the morning and important for me to plan and that 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 is i'm gonna wake up and i don't know what to do that's fine that's why i have god i'm like god what do we do today you know that's my plan (laughs) so planning with god is so important because it's important to do things well everything with him for him and through him and um, it really leads to a life that is full of purpose a life that is fulfilling and I truly believe that's what God wants for each one of us not to just exist but to really really live according to what he created us for and um, yeah I'm just reminded of Proverbs Proverbs sixteen nineteen, which says a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them so we can plan with our mind, but if we submit our plans to God and we ask him to direct us, he is so faithful to help us and direct us. And sometimes our plans might completely change. Like I told you, my week completely changed. But it's good that things change so that you grow and you learn and he establishes the best plans that he has for you. Because he has some amazing plans. Yo, yeah. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, you know, he has plans to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. Plans not to hurt us, but to really, really give us the best. So, yeah, trust. Trust that those plans are going to be established by him. And um, when I look back on last week's, no, not last week, um, the previous episode about being a sheep um, whose shepherd is Jesus Christ. And I uh, shared with you Romans 12, 1 to 2. Yo, I haven't left that scripture like the last couple of weeks. That's all I've been meditating on. And God has just been really 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 convicting me about living as a sacrifice to him and that's what the scripture says it says beloved friends what should be our proper response to god's marvelous mercies so this is paul speaking in the bible he says i encourage you to surrender yourselves to god to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, expressing or experiencing all the delights of his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life 
satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I haven't left the scripture <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. All the music that I listen to, all the songs that I've been listening to in, in worship um, have just been leading me to this scripture. And I really felt like God is really challenging me. Peace, please trust me. And I felt like that's what God is telling me. Trust me. When you live, when you surrender your life and live as a living sacrifice to me, you will allow me to do so many things in your life. And I will do greater things with you than you could ever possibly imagine. That's what I really experienced with what God is telling me, like to really, really trust him and let go of that control I was talking about. Like really let go of that control and uh, worship him through that intimacy. That expression of worship for me now is just that intimate relationship that I have with him where he tells me to do something, where we talk about something, we agree on something, and I act out of what he tells me to do or, you know, what what our conversations are about, like living out of his leadership and really, really living it out. And that's how I now worship. Not necessarily worship is just singing songs or kneeling down or raising my hands. Yeah, those are still expressions of worship. But for me, I felt God is just really challenging me to live as a sacrifice to him and that's not easy <laughs> it's not easy because um yeah um i like control so i'm letting go of that control and i i have to keep on letting it go it's it's a decision that i make every single minute of every single second to submit that control, to submit, um, yeah, myself, submit myself as a sacrifice to him and not to align my thinking with all the things that are around me, all the media, all, all the thoughts that everybody has, but really align my, my thinking, my doing according to his leadership in the Holy Spirit. Um, to not imitate the ideas and opinions of this world. Because I'm here for a specific purpose. I'm here for a divine purpose that he created me. And if I want to really live according to that purpose, I need him to guide me according to that purpose. Um, the world will have its own systems with all, everything going on. But I need to live according to what I was created for. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can certainly be able to discern what he wants me to do, what is beautiful to him, what is pleasing to him. And it will not look like what everybody else is doing, you know, at all. Like right now, my quiet time has completely changed. My fasting has completely changed. And I'm not doing, and, and for someone else, that could be what they need to do in this season. I needed that at, at one point in my, in my life, in another season. So I cannot do just because everybody else is doing quiet time at five to seven or they do a specific time. 
God wants me to live according to his leadership, his um, way, um, not, not according to whatever standards that the world um, puts for me. So, yeah, I, I really want to encourage you, if this is also something you're interested in, pursue that with God and talk to him about it. Because when I was reflecting on this, <clears throat> the thing that, another scripture that I felt God is challenging me to to really take personally is uh, Proverbs 3, 5 to 7, where it says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not lean or rely on your own opinions or your own understanding. Some versions say that. With all your heart, all your heart, rely on him to guide you. He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. That's uh, the Passion Translation. So that that was what I felt God was really challenging me to do. Like, really trust me, peace. Really trust me. Don't rely on your own understanding, your own opinions, because you have some major plans and you want to control everything to go according to your plans, peace. But trust me, Lord. Trust me. Trust me. That's what Lord was telling me. Trust me. Um... Don't rely on your own understanding, but rely, rely on me to guide you. Uh, rely on me to, to help you make decisions. And in our intimate relationship, I will guide you and I will lead you wherever you go. So these are beautiful scriptures to read, guys. But the living, the practical part of it is it's a process it's a process and i'm in that process and you know i'm <laughs> when i think about doing a podcast like i'm not that person who likes sharing a lot about my personal life this is very much out of my comfort zone but i really feel god is challenging me to do things that are out of my comfort zone because he wants to be glorified through this podcast and so many other things that I'm trying to do that are extremely out of my comfort zone. So because they are out of my comfort zone, I find myself having to rely on him and trust him to to do everything that I'm doing because I'm really not relying on my own understanding um, in so many ways, in my career, in my family life, in this podcast. Like none of it is peace it's really God who's directing me and leading me and um, I, I love that he, that I have an intimate relationship with him and I'm learning to continuously rely on him sometimes I'm so used to being my own boss and my own you know independent self you know and uh, I, I have to keep on surrendering that dependent independence to him and be dependent on him and trust him, you know, trust him completely. And uh, it's, it's a journey, it's a process. And that's what I also want to invite you into, a process, a journey with God, where he also directs you, where he also 
whispers beautiful things in your ears that would really lead you to purpose, to passion, to do things that are beyond your human understanding. And yeah, if you do that, know that you're not alone. <laughs> know that your girl is here doing it with you. And I would love to hear from you. Let me know how your roller coaster ride is going. How you describe your relationship with God. Because I, I say mine is a roller coaster ride because, oh, it, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's up and down, up and down, but it's so good. It's so fulfilling. It's so worth it. Um, let me know how your relationship is going, how things with God are, whether they are good or not, if you're having conflict, if you are resolving your conflict with God, um, if you are not talking right now, <laughs> I can understand there are moments where I feel like I, even with friends, whatever, it's just like you're not talking right now. You can do that with God. I don't know where you are at, but um, yeah, search your heart and really check where are you? Are you growing? Are you stagnant? Where are you? And um, if you seek him, you will find him for sure. Stay blessed. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can holler at me on Facebook or Instagram, Dating Jesus Podcast. Or you can also reach out personally. My Facebook is PeaceBianGonzi and my Instagram is AfricanQueen-WorldMogul. Yes, honey, I'm prophesying. <laughs> but I really love to hear from you. And if social media is not your thing, you can always email me at DatingJesusPodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any comments, anything you want to add or subtract, uh, from what you've heard today or you have any questions anything you want me to pray with you and trust God with you um, anything please feel free to holler at your girl bye